Let's do this thing then. So the follow-ups, follow-up episode number two with Dan Moffitt. And this is an opportunity for me to re-interview guests, reconnect with guests. Um, the, the purpose of this show is to focus on creatives and entrepreneurs. And naturally, those people are going to continue working and developing new projects and everything. And so a lot can happen. And Dan was the first guest of Amalgam, the very first one. And I've changed in my style of interviewing a lot and a lot has changed for the podcast. And so naturally, Danny's been somebody I want to reconnect with on the podcast again and, and just kind of refreshing things with what we've learned so far. Danny, please introduce yourself to the people who might have missed the first episode of the podcast. Hey, I'm Danny Moffat. I'm an audio engineer, musician, and host of the Rough Sweater Radio uh, local music show here in Boston. We're sort of New England and New York here. Um, and yeah, when I, when I talked to you, Corbin, uh, I was doing audio engineering and being a musician in New York City. Um, and since then, I've moved to Boston. And because uh, my, my wife put up with us to dig up here, which is a great job opportunity. You can be a audio engineering musician up here, too. So we moved together. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Congratulations. I, um, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'll pass it on to her. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that you might have noticed about the podcast is that we got some new equipment and I'm trying out something new today with the H5 recommended by our friend Aaron Johnson. And yeah. I've got Danny plugged into my phone into the H5 and then I'm just using a regular microphone. So I'm really interested to see how this turns out. So I please, please let me know what you guys think. This is how I would like to do phone interviews moving forward. So I'm pretty excited to do this. Or I want to start off with updates regarding your music career. And when we left off, a new album was getting, was either right about to be released or it was or it was released. And then you've worked on some music videos since then. But what can you update us a little bit on what's happened in your music career since January? Sure. Yeah, I released the album which is a self-titled album for my solo project called The Collect Pond, which I recorded myself in uh, my studio apartment in Manhattan at the time. Yeah, and I released that online, Spotify, iTunes, and all that. And I promoted it with reviews and some interviews. And uh, like you said, the music videos as well. Mm-hmm. Doing some uh, choice cuts from the uh, song <laughs> album. <laughs> That's awesome. As far as your music video, the one that you just did, I never knew, right? So yeah, yeah. Can we talk a little bit about that? Specifically, when I was watching that, the intro and the outro with you kind of moving, you're like, it looks like you're cranking something. <laughs> what was it? Can you tell me about that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that intro and outro is a shot of me in Iceland, <laughs> which uh, my wife got. And I found this weird lever on this cliffside. And I just started swinging it around uh, purposely, you know. And I think it comes across with some kind of recollection machine that fires up the rest of the video uh, and that's where you get the montage of travel footage that follows Mm -hmm. the intro 
and then the rest of the rest of the uh, music video is essentially shots, outside shots of traveling. Because that's what the song's about. It's about travel, uh, local and abroad. Okay. You put that all together yourself? Did you edit that to yourself? I worked with a really talented video editor named Danny Norton in okay. Portland, Oregon. So on the other, other side of the country. <laughs> and he did the editing and put it together with clips I had that I just got around New York City and in Iceland and other places I traveled. And then Danny in Portland put in some clips he had of being in Paris and Europe and California. And then I had another friend who recently spent two years traveling in Australasia and Asia. Okay. And he was kind enough to lend me a bunch of clips of him in Thailand and, and uh, Australia and everywhere. Wow. And he kind of put it all together and created a kind of a pretty loose but pretty interesting narrative mm-hmm. kind of around travel. Of locations. Uh, which, which fits the song and fits the vibe, I think. Absolutely. Well. It's a great video. I enjoy it. I love your project, The Collect Pond, but you know that. Thanks, man. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. That one, that one and it was received overseas i think we got a thousand views in the first week nice dude well done thanks man yeah did you enjoy making the music video yeah yeah i think i think it's just being around new york city which is such an instagrammable city Mm -hmm. everything you (laughs) everything you look at is uh it's very cinematic and picturesque right and so i just i just started taking you know filming snippets of things here and there. And uh, eventually that turned into me carting around a recycling box uh, to stand on in order to film close-ups of famous New York statues in Central Park. <laughs> <laughs> and and around that area. That's just kind of how the idea for that video started. Okay. Uh, so it was, it was pretty fun. It was, it was a nice way to kind of get out in the spring and be creative and uh, enjoy the park. <laughs> I bet. I bet. How often do you find yourself kind of, and I know I'm kind of going off the questions I sent you, but the, the, how often do you find yourself dipping into other mediums like that, like video, photography, um, you know, outside of music or audio? I think it's all related these days, mm-hmm. for better or for worse. You can, I mean, that's a good question. You know, you need clips. If you're making a music video, you have to be careful. Okay. Because they can be distracting from the actual music. And for many people, the first impression of the song that they get is through the music video or the interview gate or somebody's review. So you have to be on point and just spot on with whatever material is being used to market the song because there is the potential of creating something that's distracting and does a disservice to the song. So the song, to me, has to come first, and if I get inspired to make a video, I might scrap it. But, you know, oh. it's, just fun. it's just fun to make. The process is still fun, but I might not necessarily release it, you know? Interesting. 
Okay, well, I'll get back on track then. When it comes time for you to start planning or working on a music video, where do you where do you begin personally? For a music video? Yeah, and I, obviously the song, but when you personally want to make a v- music video, how, how do you start? Yeah, because I've released several videos over the past few years with different bands I've been in. Mm-hmm. I like to start with, you know, opening up uh, some video editor software and flying in clips from my phone mm. or or flying in clips from uh, that I download from shows I like or, uh, you know, from, from uh, different sites and uh, trying to put them together. It's, sometimes it's a native music video for a song I released called Penny, mm-hmm. which is probably my most popular video. That one seems to kind of gain a cult following. <laughs> it, 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 it's this clay, claymation video. I got really into claymation for a second, so uh, yeah. so I, just because I was into it, I made a music video with a old-timey, by old-timey, I mean like the 90s, <laughs> uh, stop-motion animation claymation video. And uh, yeah, I just wanted people to take another look at that. And so yeah. I used I recycled that footage for a music video yeah. uh, for a song. The, the, the cartoon was called Penny. The song was called Penny. It just seemed like I had to do it. So uh, <laughs> that was my inspiration for that one. And I try, nice. and, I try and keep each video, like, whatever I'm feeling at the moment. I try not to plan it out too much. I don't want it to come off as contrived. It's okay. usually just whatever I'm really excited about in the moment. I'm a pretty excitable guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and if I want to create something it's usually whatever i'm into it at the time okay momentum right just writing momentum yeah yeah momentum you've got to or else it won't get finished <laughs> that's true um okay well how often would you like to make music videos and to follow it up are there already songs that you're queued up that will get a, the video treatment from you i think there will be our friend Aaron that we uh, you mentioned before, mm-hmm. uh, he and I just finished in, finished up a recording session in Portland, Oregon, for a new project called Random Fantasy. Oh yeah, where uh, we wrote and recorded two songs in an Airbnb in Portland, Oregon, <laughs> and I'm really excited about that right now. Good. I'm hope I'm hoping that we can do a great music video for at least one of those tracks when we're promoting it. Okay. I think, I think just the fact that he's on the West coast and I'm on the East coast, it's going to be difficult to promote this material Mm. in a traditional setting through performance. So it's going to be a must to have a good music video in order for this thing to, to reach people. So that will be a definite, definite thing. That's awesome. I'm glad you mentioned that because I got to, I got to work on a little bit of graphics for you guys for that, and that was, that was fun because just the concept that was like, yes, this this will be cool. <laughs> yeah, man, I appreciate those graphics. Those are dope, and that helps the concept come together mm-hmm. with the band name and just the kind of uh, psychedelic spaciness of it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, that's. I'm hoping that Aaron does a pretty creative mix 
so it's on him now. We've done the recording, so now it's in mix mode with Aaron. Interesting. And, uh, hope he checks out your graphics and gets some inspiration. I was more than happy to do it. It was great to just, it's great to work with anybody that I've kind of reconnected through this podcast with. It's just a lot of fun for me. But I didn't know that's what you guys were going to be working on. Now that it makes sense, I thought it was going to be more for music you were writing. But that's awesome that it's moving so quickly with that. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, you know, we didn't have any expectations. The main point of the trip was kind of to hang out in Portland and for me to catch up with friends. Mm-hmm. And Aaron brought his gear in case we felt like making music. And after walking around a really sunny day in Portland, we came back to the apartment. You know, we were just walking around in the sun listening to music in weird shops mm-hmm. and getting inspired. And so when we got home, we were really jazz to make some music just really fired up about it and uh, popped the song uh, <laughs> and then that went so well that the second day you know right after breakfast at a nearby cafe we went right back home and made it made another song nice that's just inspiring that's great i was picking him his brain a little bit of like how does one kind of like the video question like how does one begin writing music and i'm to me on the outside looking in it would seem like the more people two two is kind of the magic number but it also it seems like there'd be a challenge there as well i i asked aaron but can you tell me what how do you guys start and then you mentioned inspiration as you're walking around and and doing other things but when you get like you're there the gears turned on and it's ready to go what happens next you just have to sit down and do it. Okay. You just have to you just have to start throwing things at the wall and just be okay with it sucking at first. <laughs> and have just trust mm-hmm. the other person and yourself that if you keep practicing in the moment or keep trying things out and be patient, something will work out. And also not to try too hard. There are so many good songs that are two chords mm. or in four four time. Gotcha. Uh, and then you know if you get something like that going, and then you slowly add things on top of it, uh, you can you can get something pretty nice. Uh, but Aaron and I have been working together for. so that there's no it's really easy to misfire in communication and and not 
completely get the message through or it's not interpreted correctly. So that's cool though. Yeah. 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 Well, we've just been, um, you know, we're really good friends and so we can talk about making music and fire off ideas and yeah. That's good. Say, oh, that's not working or, oh, that's really good. Let's keep on going with that idea. And fortunately, things just kept firing and going really well. Uh, I don't know if it's because we hadn't been in the studio for a long time and things that just kind of sat and waited to come out or it was just a good feeling that day or what. Uh, (laughs) But it worked really well when we were in Portland last weekend. That's great. Random fantasy. Yeah, yeah, random fantasy. That should be so a couple tracks for that coming out sometime soon, hopefully. So yeah, at a retailer near you soon. Um, <laughs> okay. We're you know he's on the west coast. I'm on the east coast. We joke around that yeah we're just gonna gig only in Chicago because that's in between. <laughs> you know. It's, just choose a city to be our home base and nobody there will know we're not from there. They'll, you know, we'll just tell everyone we're from Chicago. <laughs> wherever there's cheap flights. Yeah. In yeah. Wherever, wherever, in, you know, logistics are easiest, honestly. <laughs> it's like Minneapolis, St. Paul. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, some reason uh, we got one hundred dollar round trip flights to Minneapolis. Well, that's where Random Fantasy is gonna be based. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we'll just do Wow Airlines to Iceland and just do a bunch of shows there. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Um, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, Iceland. Uh, Aaron, he was just there, right? And uh, he was. And when did you go? I went a year and a half ago. Okay, so right before, right before we. Uh, interviewed our or did the first episode i am very curious about iceland you guys have both been remind me what you were doing over there i was on vacation i really love the nature Mm -hmm. scenic beauty of iceland Mm -hmm. it's really easy to get to a trailhead and hike around it's a big trippy landscape because there aren't any trees Mm. And the lighting is really good, especially in the summer. It's light forever because it's so far north. Gotcha. So it's a fun place to walk around, get some exercise, and take pictures. And take pictures. One of the best, in my opinion. Cool. That's cool. I have a question about new projects, but we kind of talked about random fantasy. Is there anything else that's new in the pipeline you want to talk about? Sure, yeah. I recently started a local music show here in Boston uh, that I host and produce called uh, Rough Sweater Radio. Right. And it's, yeah, it's a local music show for folks in New England and uh, New York. So I play, the first half of the show, I play recordings. Okay. And then the second half, I have a featured live act who I who performs two or three songs, and I interview them. And then I bust it down uh, to a podcast, which I release later uh, for the uh, Rough Sweater Radio podcast. That's sweet. That sounds like a lot of fun. It's so much fun. Yeah. I I haven't done anything like this before, so I'm surprised (laughs) uh, 
how much fun it would be. But yeah, and I've gotten an overwhelming response. I'm not used to fielding so many emails. I'm used to being a musician on the other side, you know? Right. Emailing clubs for gigs or journals or websites and blogs instead of, you know, getting a bunch of emails of really talented musicians in the area who want to want me to play this song or play in the show and it's great it's great but uh that's awesome but yeah yeah it's it's uh it's sometimes it's overwhelming but it's a good use of my good use of energy and it's uh feels good to create something that seems needed in the local music scene yeah with the response like that um with people asking to perform and, and to be interviewed and everything that's it sounds like they were dying for something like that do you how much uh creative freedom do you have and and kind of how did this project start out i guess yeah uh so i handpick curate the songs uh by the local artists that i feature in the first half of the show and i you know invite other folks to play and perform on the show. Um, so it's mostly mostly me. Okay. I I do the show at a radio station in Boston called Boston Free Radio, okay. which is uh, inside the Somerville Media Center. And yeah, there's just so many talented, intelligent musicians in this town. And, uh, uh, you know, some folks who have been here for a while, I've only been here for six months, but I don't think people stick around in Boston for long. If they get Boston famous, I think they tend to go on to, I think they tend to go on to New York City, which is really close. Mm -hmm. Or they decide to kind of ditch this whole cold weather system and go to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So both cities where there's a lot more industry. Yeah. Uh, And since, I've done the New York City thing. I'm I, I'm set. I'm not going anywhere at this point. Okay. I'm I'm gonna try and build a music more community here in Boston. So that's, uh, what, that's I created, what your plan is. I, yeah. So I created this show and podcast, the uh, Rust Sweater Radio, to to kind of elevate what's going on here and try to bring the focus of the spotlight over to Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, selfishly for my own music, but also for everybody else here too. <laughs> I feel like we can we can all rise together. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. That's great that you're spearheading that, man. That's an that's an amazing project. I love it. What's rough sweater? Where did the name come from? <laughs> uh, that was the first thing that I came up with, even before I applied to do the show. Okay. It just popped in my head. I was talking a friend about it and uh yeah just rough sweaters seems to make sense uh people wear a lot of sweaters up here yep in the winter it's cold sailors i don't know <laughs> <laughs> and uh it seems like uh it seems like uh it fits uh, uh, yeah it seems like it fits and uh the logo yeah just jumped in my head so I had this whole logo and business card even before I even applied for <laughs> the show at Boston Free Radio. I had, I had business cards <laughs> I had in my pocket at the interview. 
and I'm glad it all worked out. Uh, that would have been a waste of 30 bucks, but uh, <laughs> I would have found some use for him. Uh, I, yeah, I'm glad it worked out too, man. But I, you know, hey, it's sometimes you got to sell the idea. You got to take that that step a little further and really present them the whole thing. But yeah, I I yeah. get the, I get the rough sweater part. You know, I I imagine and with the logo, I imagine like a wool sweater that would be very warm, but also rough. So that climate yeah. seems like there's some wool sweaters floating around. <laughs> Yeah, totally. It's uh, and I, I like the idea of a sweater. It's not trying to be too cool. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to be cool and wear a sweater. <laughs> so I just wanted to take the pretension out of it right off the bat as well. Okay. Uh, like we're all we're all equal goofy. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some people they wear like ugly sweaters to the taping, uh-huh. which is fun. Uh, kind of get in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Kind of got a little uniform in there, and uh, also gives me a license to wear a sweater in the booth as well because <laughs> <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> so you've you've thoroughly thought this through. This is all. There is no way they weren't just going to roll with this idea because you've you've already done the work for them. You've laid the groundwork. The brand is there. Oh yeah, they're the idiots to not to not let me do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the audio engineering end, you're obviously using that when you produce the Rough Sweater radio show podcast. What else is going on in the audio engineering world for you? Is there anything that's changed since we last interviewed you? Well, I record musicians up here in Boston. Uh, the recording studio called The Record Company is cheap as hell. It's like 50 bucks for four hours. Whoa. Uh, so I record people there and my main gig is working on audiobooks remotely. Okay. And I work for two companies with that now. So that's going really well. Excellent. Have you had, and, uh, oh, go I ahead, had sorry. to buy, oh yeah, I had to, I had to buy a, I had to buy a PC for the first time in a really long time. Okay. Uh, for for one of those companies, because uh, software uh, they were using, so I had to get a HP. Interesting. And, uh, relearn how to use Windows. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And the things a spaceship. So, <laughs> yeah. And then now, and then now I don't need it anymore. We switched software again. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> but it was good for like I don't know four months. Yeah. That's cool. Well, you know, keep you on your toes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With the audio world, it's really important to know uh, Pro Tools mm-hmm. is the main uh, DAW digital audio workstation okay. that they use in the United States anyway, I can speak to that. Uh, that said, you've got to be able to adapt to use other software on the fly or with you know, a limited amount of time. Yeah. Uh, depending on what kind of stuff you're doing. That's a good point. And uh, how do you, and I'm, and I'm sure I can guess some of it, but how do you go about teaching yourself new software? 
What's your primary resources? To learn new software, I what I try to do is I try to learn the hot keys for things as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. So if there are actions that are transferable and I know I'm going to need to make, for example, I might need to put 0.5 seconds of silence before something. Mm. Like, okay, how do I do that? What's the fastest way I can do that? Is that is there just two buttons I can do with that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I try and figure out the quickest way to do that, no matter what system I'm using. If I'm getting training, because I do a lot of remote work, I use the uh, you know the automatic filming of the screen on mm-hmm. my Mac, mm-hmm. so that when I have somebody training me long distance, I can just record the video of the screen share so I can see what they're doing or for conferences uh, if it's a web conference I can just video that and then hopefully I don't need to go back to it too often because I I learn it but it's nice to know that I can be self-sufficient and follow everything that they did and know where I know where I went wrong because it's kind of like doing math sometimes Mm. Uh, you gotta if, if you if one thing gets messed up, you gotta go back and figure out what step you didn't take. Mm-hmm. And uh, filming it, filming somebody do it correctly is the best way. And that said, you know, there's so many tutorials right. online you can watch as well too. So you can you can teach yourself, which is great for now. Um, before the robots learn our job. <laughs> the, yeah. Oh man, that's the, that's a big uh, instead of us. <laughs> yeah, I read somewhere. I've been kind of curating my Twitter uh, feed to, so that it's actually useful. A lot of writers, a lot of artists, a lot of people use Twitter as a great platform. And you can connect with them. And this one guy I follow, he mentioned that the robots won't be creating anything new, though. And that's the, that's the natural thing that we're going to always have an edge over, is that... Sure, anything that is uh, fun and creative and not necessarily money-making. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. Anything that I do, <laughs> that's my job. I'm more worried about, which is <laughs> a different kind of fear. But right. I don't, I'm not worried about a computer replacing my, my art. No, no. Yeah. You're, no, you're absolutely right. I had one question I thought of randomly that I wanted to ask you, but now it's gone, but I I got a different question for you. If you were me and I have limited experience, I, Julian's older brother taught me piano when I was in the third grade, and then I learned the scales. I know the major keys, but that's about as far as I know as far as making music. But I love to hop into GarageBand and try different things. If I wanted to legitimately start writing music, what would you tell me to do first? I would say learn how to make beats Beats. and get yourself a MIDI keyboard. Okay. So with beats, learn how to put some loops together, some simple loops, whether it's uh, house music, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or trancy, something that's not a super complicated beat. And you can do throw a lot of effects on some simple keystrokes, some simple melodies on a keyboard. 
and you can make something that sounds pretty awesome pretty quickly. <laughs> when you're making a beat, do you is there kind of like a a general structure that a song has to go through with like it's got uh like a chorus and a verse and a bridge like is there timing wise is there a way that you have to starting out you just kind of go with oh i'm not an expert on making beats by any <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh you know like you do things like uh what's what's in that step the drop has to come in at mm-hmm. 58.32 seconds or you know i'm just making up a number but it seems like it always comes at the same time mm-hmm. uh but you like to you know you want to to make something musical it's got to be in my mind have quiet parts and some loud parts. Okay. It's gotta, gotta make a, gotta make a journey. The journey, right? Like the, like you're trying to paint a picture or a story with the audio. So build towards something. Have have and with I guess with it, just just beats or whatever. It's just gonna be music, but sure. Yeah, yeah. I think I think once you download or get like a loop going, just a four bar loop. Okay. And add add a few keystrokes in there and then you have it playing uh, continuously. You know, you just it doesn't take much. You just add in a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. I I like to look at when I'm making a song with Aaron for random fantasy mm-hmm. or for other projects. When I'm adding to something I already have, I choose a different octave range so if i have if i have music in a certain range uh and it's nice to look at a keyboard because you can see right there in a linear pattern what notes you use just choose an octave above or an octave below you want to have a higher part or a lower part and that's a good way to add something without stepping on the toes of something you've already created gotcha gotcha and you're also building, so you're building on it, and you're adding to the theme, and then I think, you know, take it from there. That's pretty fun, right there. That's that's you know? to get started, right? That's yeah, yeah. Take it from there, get started, and then you know, ask somebody who makes beats what they <laughs> think, that you, you know? <laughs> and uh, ask somebody who you trust to give uh, constructive feedback. Right. Right. That's uh, that's awesome. I wanted to open this up to say to ask you if there's something, a topic, or um, oop, I kind of hear that clicking that you're talking about. Uh, something that you wanted to bring up or a subject you wanted to talk about. I wanted to ask, what do you, what would you like to bring up? Right on, right on, right on. So I've noticed in the music industry in several cities for a long time, that it's still very much a male-dominated industry. Uh, in the past couple of years, uh, I think you've heard a lot of different stories uh, from Ryan Adams to Dr. Luke, uh, kind of ways that men have used their power in the industry. Mm-hmm. In 2018, the Recording Academy president, uh, Neil Portnow, I don't know if you remember this, but he said... Uh, right after the Grammys, that uh, women didn't win, uh, essentially because they, they need to try harder and step up. Mm-hmm. 
women stepped on, and it's up to guys to end that, uh, not for women to step up. Uh, gotcha. And so the way we can do that is to encourage and support and uh, kind of amplify women's voices and, and uh, in, encourage the women in your life that are making music. I think that's absolutely a good point to bring up. When it comes to, and, and you're in a position to where you can make an immediate impact in your local area. What, um, when it comes to amplifying musicians, what are some of the easiest ways people can do that? I know you can find them on social media. You can obviously tell your friends about them. You can buy their music. But when it comes to local artists, where, where do you recommend people going to find them? And, and reach out to them and start connecting with them. Right on. Uh, yeah, so if you're, you know, you're in a Spokane, right? Right. right. Uh, if, if you see, you know, somebody that's good performing, you know, and you're at a bar or cafe or even on the street, yep. you know, tell them that you like it. <laughs> Simply. If they've got a hat out, but you know, if you really feel moved, if they've got a hat out, put a dollar, uh, that kind of thing goes a long way. Uh, bits of encouragement like that. It's a hard road being a musician. Uh, Absolutely. Especially in, well, anywhere really. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, especially in smaller towns, but that, that depends, you know. Uh, Depends. Sometimes big cities get oversaturated with good music, and then mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier to crack smaller towns. But the but the uh, their image is not as tall. Uh, but yeah, just encourage people. The little the little bits of encouragement are do go a long way, and those things feel bigger than they than, than they may seem. Definitely, or video them. What's mm. really nice is it, it, get your phone out and uh, video them performing. Right, throw it you know, on your on take something. Take some photos, or give it to them. You don't. I mean, if you yeah. if you want to share it on the socials, go for it. Uh, but it's really nice for people to get videos and pictures of them performing, so that they can use it to get more right. attention for what they're doing, and maybe get more gigs, or maybe maybe use it for press photos, this and that promotion. Uh, but it's it is kind of a hassle. I know when I'm performing to ask somebody to take a, a photo or a yep. video, yeah. it's, it's just kind of embarrassing too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I, I love it when somebody asks me, Oh, you want me to take a video? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, please do. Um, I got this really nice phone for this kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> please don't use your phone. Use, use mine, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you just, and, you, know, you, you can get around that one too so <laughs> and we've all got cameras in our pockets oh, so for sure. that kind of thing that kind of thing you don't that way it's just a little bit of your time you don't even have to pay money Mm-mm. and they'll love you forever if you do it right and if somebody gets a really cool action photo of of an angle or you know place or a time in the performance or whatever like you're right that could be that could be the promotional shot that they decide to use in everything going forward from that moment for a while until they decide on something new. And so that's actually a really simple 
kind of one of those things where when somebody says it, it's like, oh, that was so simple. Why didn't I think of that before? But you really needed somebody to articulate that. <laughs> That'd be like, yeah, uh, to hammer it home. But um, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's great. And then, you know, you make a new friend. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> yep. you, got their, you got their email. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um. Okay, so supporting our female musicians and encouraging them and building them up. That's what you wanted to to emphasize. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I want to put that out there. Before we shut this down, is there is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything you want to announce? I'd say for people that are creative and looking to continue the conversation, there's a good blog called The Creative Independent that has a lot of great op-eds okay. and advice, advice for all different types of mediums and industries and the arts from people that have been successful, maybe people you've heard of or not heard of, mm-hmm. and a lot of it's process-related. Okay. And I find that that's some good hard truths <laughs> <laughs> about all this that we're doing just because we feel compelled to mm-hmm. for fun. Uh, that's good. I'd say a good resource for uh, Women Making Music is a group called Women in Music, which is an international program. <laughs> just a listserv, large organization in most major cities. Also to check out the radio show podcast I host, Rust Sweater Radio. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes Okay. and on Omni. On Omni. Omni is the business. Um, yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. That's great, man. Rough Sweater Radio. Women in Music, the international organization, and the Creative Independent. I'm really interested in that Creative Independent one. That sounds like when you're talking about process-related, some of my questions were kind of related to that, and I'm definitely curious about checking that out. Oh, yeah. And then I'm going to buy a MIDI keyboard and make beats, and I'm going to send them only to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah, talk to people who make beats or... Our buddy Aaron gets you started on that too. Absolutely, absolutely. He's been a fantastic resource. Between you two, is is these two audio engineers? You guys have been a lot of behind the scenes stuff for this. It's been awesome to reconnect with you, Danny. I'm, I'm I really appreciate you making time and and updating the show and you being the first episode, being the first guest. It's uh, you're doubly committed as everybody else, so I appreciate it. Of course, man. Thanks for me back for a second go i really like what you've been doing with the podcast everything that comes out of it looks super fresh and slick <laughs> and uh, it's an inspiration for me too good especially uh especially for my new podcast absolutely yeah it's awesome well i appreciate the kind words man and, and i'm glad it is inspiring but um everybody please check out danny is audio engineer he's a musician he's 
He's got a lot of different things coming up. He's got a lot of different things that have, he's been working on and published already. So I'll I'll set up links and everything in the description. We'll get you we'll get you sorted so people can get directly into your stuff. But uh, this has been great, man.